and welcome to episode 7 of the On an Adventure podcast, the show where I interview magic content creators to learn how magic has impacted their lives. Today here, I, yeah, today I am here with Sage. Sage is a professional magic and tabletop gamer. Uh, Sage, how are you doing? I am fantastic. have been enjoying a gray, kind of rainy day in Vegas and uh, just know kind of kind of working on some different projects and stuff so it's been nice been chill a little productive always a good balance That's, we love to hear just good life work balance what projects are you working on right now if you can talk about those oh yeah so uh, as part of my ttrpg content creator life i am a podcast editor so i was you know doing some audio editing and then reading some some tabletop gaming books of the notably the the dragon age ttrpg book so fun nice is dragon age your favorite ttrpg or there's a lot about that system that i like i love the world of dragon age uh Mm -hmm. i have probably played about 1200 hours of dragon age inquisition (laughs) i'm actually glad that my ps4 did not show me how many hours (laughs) i played that game because i would feel silently judged by it every time i looked at it (laughs) but it could be more but it could, it could be, be more. more. And now but now I have it on my computer and that does tell me how many hours I have logged. So I'm like, all right, Bioware, I see you. <laughs> Would you like to brag and say how many hours you have logged on that? Or? Well, on my I I have only started my first like campaign on my computer, so it's only about forty so far. Oh, that's, to that's get through the whole game is about seventy. Sure. That yeah, that's a reasonable, reasonable time frame so far. <laughs> How long have you been playing Dragon Age? Oh God, actually, pretty late because I took a long break from video games, <laughs> and I didn't come back to them until, gosh, probably like 2016. I want to say was when mm. I like started playing video games again. And then, so my, my best friend Celeste had, and my, another one of my best friends, Brittany, loved Dragon Age, loved it so, so, so much. And they played Origins and then Dragon Age 2, and they were like, oh my god, you have to play Inquisition. I was like, all right, you all have talked about this game so much. <laughs> so when my, <laughs> when my partner finally, my partner at the time got a, got a PS4, and he just, he bought a copy for me, because he's like, all right, your friends keep talking about it, so here. And then I played it. <laughs> And I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I'm never going back. So I had to go back and play the uh, the other two original sure. games. Uh, yeah, video games. Good stuff. That reminds me of just my friends are trying to get me to play Final Fantasy fourteen. And I'm just like, mm. they're like, they're like, you, I know you'll love it. I'm like, yes, that's exactly the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> that's, that's not a, a good sell. I know I'm going to love the game. I will spend like three weeks on character creation alone. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Recently, I've my time sink has been Divinity Original Sins 2, which mm-hmm. is like a turn-based multiplayer, like party, like kind of like base game where it's meant meant to simulate like a tabletop. Yeah. And so my uh, my my uh, my partner and I've like sunk quite a few hours into that recently. (laughs) (laughs) 
like, well, what if we tried these new different builds? And like, <laughs> oh, this is what you're doing. Oh, this is what I'm doing. I had that idea too. Yeah. <laughs> gamers be gaming. Mm-hmm. Gamers be gaming. <laughs> I always love the games that just have like infinite replayability and just you can just you can just sink infinite time into them. There's no like it's not like some games where they're just mm. a hard hard ending. Yeah, because, I mean, for me, I have such a hard time with getting into new things because the learning curve on, like, a video game or on, like, a tabletop game or on a, a you know, a card game um, yeah. can be high and overwhelming. So once I get something and once I get good at something, I just want to keep trying and repeating and reiterating on it. And, like, I also, like, enjoy it kind of, like, the way that I have, like, my comfort TV shows that I always will. I've watched, you know, like, Downton Abbey. I've watched through like 10 times <laughs> so i also have that with like video games is that like the, mm. the comfort the reliability the the experience of it again uh, i always enjoy i mean and that's why i played magic for so long because once i got it i'm like oh we're good we don't need yeah. anything else yep. <laughs> i'm good at this thing i'm good at this thing yeah and you can always get better at this thing it, and you can always get better, and it's it's comforting, you know. It's it's yeah. So I'm a fan. Yeah, big, big fan of magic. Also, a big fan of just tabletop RPG in general. Board games, like, card games, love them all. Yeah, they hit the, they hit that same vibe for me. Just like you're just kind of hanging out with your friends and just like shooting the shit a lot of the time and just having a good time. Yeah, I remember when I first started playing Commander, which was in 2016, after the Four Color decks came out. And at the time, I was like really into uh, grinding standard and modern. And then, you know, my friends who were, who one of them, you know, were judges at our FNM events and everything, would be like, you know, while they're between rounds they're playing games of commander with our friends and so i was like what's this what are you all are playing in a pods of four what's happening why is your deck so big <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how i got introduced into commander and so that you know at our game store at two cats every monday night was commander night we all roll down we're all super casual we get you know a slice of pizza come to the to the comic book shop jam games and magic hang out and talk for hours just about movies or cards or decks or, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it was, you know, just real, real great hanging out with friends vibes. And I miss that. I miss that game store. I'm sad it closed. I assume it closed due to COVID. No, actually, uh, I like it before, but you know, they, it was just in, in a part of the state, you know, cause I, I lived in San Francisco for like, 13 years and it was just in a part of a city where it it didn't do really well because it was in this very like small residential very like family oriented like neighborhood and so it was just a little little too slow on like the traffic to be able to sustain it with sales and stuff but you know it was there for a long time that's yeah what uh so how did you get started with chicken jump so i got started in uh cottons of tarkir and one of my roommates, who I also worked with at Starbucks, uh, Anthony, 
he was he started talking to me about magic and he was like yeah I, you know i've been playing and you know i you know i i'll teach you i'll get you your first deck and i was like okay sure i've <laughs> heard of it <laughs> sure why not because uh yeah. you know, growing up I always wanted to get into nerd activities like D and D and like mm -hmm. board games and everything, but I just didn't have like the group of friends who wanted to play that or had any interest in that. They were all we we're all just like nerdy kind of like theater geeks and jocks who just like sing <laughs> musicals loudly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, so at any opportunity to get into a nerdy activity, I want to like, yes, let's go. I love nerd shit. And so he bought me my first ever intro starter deck, which was a teamer deck. Mm -hmm. And my uh, my boyfriend at the time, he also, he had played Magic when he was a kid. And so the three of us, like, got into it, got decks, and, you know, started just playing, you know, kitchen table Magic. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was... You know, I had my teamer deck. I cracked some packs that I like slotted the cards into. You know, the the process of learning like, no, you got to cut your deck down to sixty cards, but I need all of these. <laughs> but I need seventy one, and I'm playing this vanilla four four fox because it's a fox. All right, shut up. <laughs> Vulpine Goliath, I refuse to cut, oh. but yeah, so it's like playing with that initial team deck. That's when I got the the interaction of Alpine Grizzlies, the four two for like three mana, and then it was like stubborn denial. So if you had ferocious, oh. you, it was a hard counter, and I was yes. like, "This is what I live for," <laughs> being able to say nope, <laughs> <laughs> and thus thus a blue mage was born. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so that's how I got started. <laughs> good, good origin stories. I have learned a lot of <laughs> magic players. <laughs> a lot of magic players are were, either were or are still theater kids, which is fascinating. <laughs> to me. And, it is interesting. It's yeah, really random. Because no one in because when I I'm also a theater kid, uh, no one in my theater played magic. At least not that I knew of. Imagine. Mm. I feel like I would have yeah. someone someone to play magic because I was I was very active playing magic back then. Um, but like learning and talking to all these players, they're just like, "Yeah, I, I used to do theater," and you're like, "Yo, so did I." <laughs> <laughs> we got to come to the hobby late, you know. It's just yeah. you're swapping one kind of nerdery for another, you know. <laughs> I did both at the same time. <laughs> just two hobbies that just take up my entire life while I'm also in school. It's great. Yay! <laughs> what are you at school for? Uh, that was when I was back in high school. Ah, uh, oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not currently enrolled in classes, though. I probably kind of want to start taking classes in the fall. Just like get my general education degree. Just, I don't know. Oh yeah. Figure something out. Yeah. Because I'm I young and can kind of spend my life thinking about what my future wants to be. Ah, <laughs> uh, what a blessing. The <laughs> blessings of youth. <laughs> Long since they have drained from my body. <laughs> Me, a 31-year-old. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> 
I still remember when we when we met at Vegas, and you were just like, you're like, you're how young now? Like I'm 21 years old, and you were just like, you are a child. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought I'd be that person, but here we are. Here we, it's so nobody weird. ever thinks time that is person. so weird. Nobody thinks they're that person. Like, and the, I'll be true. that person. I, I know I will at some point. True. It's just like the pa- the passage of time is such a strange experience. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever get used to it, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, especially like in the past three years. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah, 2020 was three years ago. Dude, I was dating a document the other day for work, like I had to sign and date something, and I wrote 2020 for the year. <laughs> like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like, like, this says a lot. <laughs> you know what? I If I saw that, I would assume you wrote 2022 <laughs> and scribbled that out because, you know, it's early January still. But now you're in mm-hmm. 2020. <laughs> like, we're, no, we're still way back there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure we wish it was January 2020. It's simpler time. <laughs> oh, we had so much life ahead of us. <laughs> so much, so much to live for. So, so ignorant. So, so peacefully so, so, Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Uh-huh. Wait, what's your magic origin story, though? Uh, so I also started you... playing around Constantine here. Amusingly. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I, talked to, I talked to Dan a few days ago, and uh, guess, guess, guess when he started playing magic? He also started oh, playing. you know? He also started playing around cons. How funny. That seems to be like a lot of people I it's, talk to start around that point. I'm like, what an interesting entry point. Like that's I mean, such a, a touchstone. Set. It's a good set. Really good set. Ooh, oh, Thrag Tusk. So, so see good. Shrino. Catchlands. See Shrino. Ivory Tusk Fortress. Yeah. Yeah. I know what that card does. That's a sweet one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I love. I always love a three color set in like standard. I always thought it was really fun. I also, I, I mean, feel like we. I feel like we love the sets that are like the first set we started playing Magic in. True. Oh, it's kind of funny though. So, like, I actually took a break from Magic because my my boyfriend at the time he had this green white one one counters deck, and I was playing my like teamer bullshit, and yeah. At the time, I couldn't think about like how hard it is to learn how to play this game, and then how hard it is to learn how to brew a good deck. Yeah. So just all the time, I, you know, we'd play play games against each other, and he he he'd beat me like terribly. And I am Aww. a hyper competitive person, so I oh, no. internalize defeat. <laughs> it's not a great look. We've since worked on it, but <laughs> not a good combo is to be bad at magic and internalize defeat. <laughs> Oh, oh my fucking god! Well, and that well like gets into the what magic, how magic has impacted my life. But you know, I you know, as one of those gifted and talented kids turned burned out working adult, 
not being good at something right away is very frustrating. <laughs> I think I literally tweeted this out a few days ago. I've just the perfectionist gifted kid to burnt out adult pipeline. That pipeline, it's there. Oh, it's so it's fucking real. real. <laughs> so not not appreciating for myself how hard that game was and how hard it is to learn how to brew a deck. Like I just got insanely frustrated felt like oh my god magic is a pay-to-win game this sucks i hate losing all the time and so i just i dropped it i quit for a while and <laughs> it was about uh it was after the the third set in that block uh fate dragon, reforged dragon, I think, yeah dragon. <clears throat> yeah i think fate was second and then dragons was third yeah, whatever the third one was. I dropped after that I dropped off for a bit cuz I was like I just I'm so frustrated. This is not fun and just kind of dropped it. And then I ended up getting a job as a nanny and uh you know on my like nanny profile on this website, you know, I was like, you know, I'm a nerdy, I play tabletop RPG games and board games and stuff like that. And so when I interviewed with this family, they were like, oh, our son Theo loves to play magic. Do you know how to play it? I was like, funny, you should mention that. I do. So it was through, and, you know, he was eight at the time. So he, you know, just had like a pile of cards in a box, never heard of sleeves, didn't have any dice. They were like, you know, concrete rub from the from the black top, you know, oh. like oh, <laughs> little... Oh yeah, little kid card collection. Oh, Everything yeah. is sticky. <laughs> Let me guess. He his deck was like ninety cards and held together by some rubber bands. Yep, one hundred percent exactly. So then I got to get back into it with him, and like I had, you know, because we had I had bought and opened up tons of boxes of like of cons cards. So I just had, you know, chaff for days, and so it was. Eldritch Moon when I started babysitting him and getting back into it and then that really from there it just like it stuck because I think think that I could like teach what I knew and then learned what I didn't know and help me to fill those like knowledge gaps mm-hmm. um was really it was really rewarding it was a lot and it made a lot of fun and that I could teach his friends and then we'd all and then we all got into commander and we all you know made commander Aww. decks and played together and like you know it was always it was really satisfying it was, always so much fun and like you know i was arch villain so they'd always try to beat me and (laughs) (laughs) it was great it was so so much fun so i'm glad i had something i had that experience to get back into the game because i mean magic is a game that's given me so much over the years it's like it's wild i've met so many amazing people have worked on cool projects like it's wild it's crazy yeah I I definitely agree with the I'm not a brewer, I'm a deck builder. Or I'm not a deck builder or a brewer. I like enjoy playing the game. Cause I started like going to FMs and the because mm-hmm. I was like 14 at the time. And or was, no, I was like, yeah, I was like 12. I was like 13, 14, something like that. And I was like playing with these college kids and they were just like I just had cards I owned. Like I didn't even, I didn't know what a sleeve was. I don't know what like a deck box was like I, I literally showed up to my LGS with my deck in my pocket with sli- in, like in rubber band. It was amazing. Cursed, cursed to think about. <laughs> um, but the, the like guys there were just like looked through my like quote unquote deck. I was just like, 
Mm-hmm. This, is not, this is technically a legal standard deck. I don't think you're gonna have a good time if you play this tonight. And so they just gave me a uh, ops on beatdown, just like, hey, dude, I never mm. before. Just handed me the best deck in standard. I was just like, play this. This is how it works. And I kind of just like started just decking pretty much, and didn't really like because that's just how I started playing Magic. I never really found my my footing of like how the hell do I brew a deck? Oh, interesting. That's so interesting. I I love brewing, like especially. So I was especially glad finding Casual Commander because it gave me that space to just fucking try shit. Yeah. Um, which I which I really love because I just think about cards and like I I see a spoiler for a new card and I immediately think you know call to mind like five cards that I would pair with that and I love yeah. thinking about card interactions and pulling them together and cultivating it. <clears throat> For 60 card decks, I cannot brew. <laughs> oh, yeah. 60 no. card constructed oh. decks. I just can't. That's just not how my brain works. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's something about the singleton format that works really well for me. So when I played uh, Modern, I just took a Blue Red Fetchless Gift Storm list and I just learned that. Nice. <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> and, you know, playing playing different Modern decks, I, I played. Um, Titan Shift and Ad Nauseum and like all these decks are dead now which is hilarious <laughs> Storm was dead when I started playing it but you know all yeah. these all these fun like combo decks and but yeah I could I could never brew a competitive like 60 card deck right. uh-uh like I'll build a fun kitchen table one sure yeah but Oh man, and then finding finding commander was like, oh my god, I get to do <laughs> random bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> commander is just uh, but the it was... friend of bullshit. Oh yeah, like I love that love that meme of like vintage. It's like two guys doing fisticuffs legacies, yeah. like two people fencing. Yeah. Uh, modern is like MMA, and then. Commander, Commander is, is just... people riding on the bikes of di- on the backs of dinosaurs with laser beams attached to their heads, <laughs> and one just has a bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it makes me happy. <laughs> That's great. I have tried Brody Commander. My problem with Brody Commander is I get this sweet idea for like a deck. Like, I had this, like, Mm -hmm. idea of, like, what if I, like, have Yidris as a commander? And then, like, I have the only zero drop in the deck is Asmarana, Mordica, Dice, and Nekuldakar, and I just, like, cascade (laughs) with a one drop or something. (laughs) And so I'm just, like, playing, like, an Asmarana, Mordica, Dice, and Nekuldakar deck, but, like, it also has blue and green in it. Which is pretty pretty delightful to go with her her and her undercooked Wonder World cookbook synergies. Yeah. Just to get, like, the green food cards and stuff. I was like, this is going to be sweet. Mm-hmm. And then I like threw together and I was like, here's 150 cards I want to add. And then I just quit. I was like, done. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, uh, I do always lament that the minimum and maximum is, is, 100 cards. is 99. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> 98 or 99. It is, you know, I just, <laughs> I, I can already hear the, cards. but <laughs> I want to play 150 cards, not to play Yorion or Battle of Witch. No, just so I can be lazy. <laughs> True. 
<laughs> well, especially especially in like a peer into the deck where you just draw all the oh. cards. <laughs> Need a little cushion. <laughs> yeah, but like, come on, what's the fun? If you're playing pure and toothy, like what's the fun if you're not just decking yourself out? True, 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 true. Who needs lab man? You you get the moral victory when you deck yourself out. <laughs> I remember the first ever game that I played of Magic. Yeah, I was sitting on uh, sitting on the bed. It was, I think, it was like Fourth of July, and a little high, probably a little drunk, and you know, I'm playing this <laughs> game, and it and it comes to the end, and I go to draw my card for the turn, and my library is empty, and I'm like, what do I do? Do I shuffle my library or my graveyard back into my library? And he's like, no, you lose. I'm like. Like what? <laughs> Why would they make it like this? <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I lose? Wait, wait, was he like playing a mill deck, or did you just like actually deck out? Like, no, it just actually decked out. It was, I think, because he was like wasn't trying to attack me or whatever. I don't know. We just like the game went super, super long, so I sure. could kind of fumble around with like mechanics and shit. Sure. I was like, what? <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> I, and now whenever I play like card games, like other like board game card games, I'm just like, wait, you don't like nothing special happens when you deck out? You just shuffle the thing back? You shuffle your discard pile back? Wait, that's boring. <laughs> yeah, playing playing other deck builders especially. Oh, you're just like, you just shuffle and redraw? Oh, wait, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, but yeah, I just, gosh, I've been playing, God, 2015 is so far away. It's not it's, five years, it's, it's, it's eight, eight years it's ago. It's eight years, it's eight years. <laughs> I am, I am hyper aware. Every time cons comes comes in, I, every time cons come in, I'm like, all right, well, I've been playing Magic for seven years. Oh, I've been playing Magic for eight years. Cool. Great. Well, I have a, I have the picture that I took of the, the, Two card packs and the deck package that my friend Anthony got for me. I yeah. saved on my phone. Oh man, yeah, like I know, yeah, and it's so weird to think about because I've been playing D and D since twenty twelve now, so it's like yeah. we're over a decade of nerdery now, and it's like wow, nice. If only. I would love to go back and tell my my young self, like, don't worry, you'll get there. Yeah. In fact, you'll be a niche internet celebrity for it. <laughs> Isn't that what we all strive to be? Just niche internet celebrities. <laughs> yeah. so, a little famous, not too famous. <laughs> yeah. Just you gotta get that little taste of fame. Just to just to get an ego boost. Or something. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, how did you get started with D and D? So you were like, see, that's top, just eleven years ago. Yeah. How 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 did that start? So I used to work at a Starbucks in downtown San Francisco that was underground. That was part of the like underground transportation system, basically, mm -hmm. and it was a nightmare. It was an actual. <laughs> it was a fucking nightmare. Because you would just have people of all walks of life come through. Like you would have 
you know, multi-millionaire CEOs come in or teeny boppers who were like going, <laughs> this is how old I am, <laughs> going to the <laughs> mall. Or you would have, you know, homeless people who are struggling with mental illness and addiction. And you never knew minute to minute who was going to walk through that door and what kind of mischief was going to come <laughs> as a result of it. So the friends that I made down there are friends that I still have, are my best friends to this day. (laughs) And because we felt felt like working in the trenches together, serving coffee. (laughs) And and so uh, my my best friend Celeste, she was talking about uh, D&D. And so then we eventually, she was like, yeah, I run D&D games. I've been playing them for, you know, X, X number of years at this point. I was like, oh, that's what I've always wanted to play. Can I play? Can we do it? <laughs> and so she was like, sure. And we put together a group out of our coworkers who were friends at that shop. Mm-hmm. And we played it like every Sunday evening at, at my apartment. And I would cook dinner. And we started playing D&D 3.5 edition. And we, yeah. And that's how we started. And then... Eventually, six years ago, I'm like, hell, what is time? Six years ago, um, uh, my friend Celeste talked to myself and a couple other of my other femme friends and was like, you know what? We should start a D&D podcast. We're good at playing D&D and we need more like (laughs) femme presenting people on the internet doing it. We're all like, hell yeah, let's go. (laughs) We're all like drunk texting each other like, (laughs) yes, bitch. I love how this idea sounds like, oh, this is a good idea. And now you're just like, and then we're drunk texting. Yeah. (laughs) With humble origins. Wait, was Celeste drunk with this? Or we all were. Yeah, it was good good oh. stuff. And then we bought some headset mics and figured it the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Big fuck around and find out energy. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. And now we're here six years later with like over 2 million downloads. And now I get to get paid for audio editing. I never Woo! thought we'd get this far. <laughs> pretty pretty wild that's that is wow <laughs> that's crazy do you remember your first character that you played in D&D? yes oh yes <laughs> okay i'm that kind of person who's like this is a five page backstory for my character oh. and <laughs> i like this all right give me give me give me the deets i want to hear this so he was a half orc monk named Cohen because at the time I was really big into reading about Zen Buddhism, hence the name Sage, and <laughs> Buddhist philosophy and Zen teachings. So I was like half orc monk named Zen or named Cohen, and he was a uh, he was a tattooed monk for his prestige class. And so he had like different cool tattoos that had like gave him like magical attributes and stuff like that. And, you know, he got to punch people a million times in a turn. And then, oh yeah, it was my, it's my first ever character. He was very, 
solemn and stoic. And he worshipped the god Weejoss, who is like this sort of neutral, the evil deity of death. Because I'm obsessed with death (laughs) and rights around death practice. Uh, yeah, it was my it was my first ever one. Oh, good. I'm like the kind of person who, because I love optimizing and building, I love to just come up with like character concepts and different builds for characters, and then think about how what would have to happen in that character's life in order to lead them to be specialized in that kind of way. So that's like how oh. I always like to build characters. So, so I build you... like mechanics first, yeah, and then story later. That's interesting. Is that, is, uh, is Cohen your favorite character you played, or do you have a different favorite? I think my favorite would have to be on our our first, like, story arc of our campaign is Kara Brynhilda, the dwarven barbarian who started off as this, like, very chaotic, brutal, violent barbarian, and by the end of our like hundred episodes in our in our podcast, it turned out to you know be eventually became like this paladin and very like <laughs> lawful good. <laughs> and she talked like this, and she liked to drink a lot, <laughs> and she was a big fucking flirt and a lesbian. Yes. I love her. She is my it's baby. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> now she runs an organiz- a mercenary organization. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, big dreams, kid. You got big there. Dreams, you, got there. <laughs> you did it. I, I, I remember. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, as you say, I was the person who, like, I've always wanted to play D&D, and I was so sad when my, the first time I ever played D&D was cut short to COVID. Oh no, what a yeah. bummer. It was so sad. It was, we were just like, because one of our friends was like, hey, I'm putting together a D&D campaign. Do you want to join? I'm like, hell yeah, man. And then, no one uh, wanted to take it online? No. We, we did like a one or two online sessions, but we are just like, this, ain't, this isn't the same. It's true, like, it it has been so long since I've played D&D in person. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I would do with myself in real neat space <laughs> at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like, the last time I ran a D&D game in person was... Like, 2019. <laughs> oh, man. It's weird. Like we've just always like I pretty much as soon as yeah, because all all my friends lived in SF, and then you know one by one they you know moved away, and so you know we moved online fairly soon, and so just yeah, it's just something something I got used to. But yeah, there is like a very distinct difference of being online versus being together in a room. Like I feel like it's so much more easy to be like laid back and casual and like kickback on like in person with people like because yeah. we i remember when we first started playing we played like five six hour sessions oh and i'd God. like make food oh. and it would be a whole day kind of thing and now i'm like i cannot play more than two hours or i will die <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's like, but yeah, being able to be together in person, you know, it's just it's a different atmosphere for sure. Yeah. Um, do you prefer more to like DM games or do you, are you more, do you enjoy playing more? It's really, I don't, I go through, I go through different phases. Like there are some times where I'm like, I just want to be a player. And then there are times that I shift into where like, no, I, I want, <laughs> I want to run the game. Sure. Yeah. It depends. It depends on uh, how frustrated I am as being a player. In my games usually. <laughs> how many? How many bad rolls? How many dice you had to toss out lately? Just like, why did the GM have it happen like that? That didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> they shot down my good idea. I I, I want to run a game, <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna be how I like it. <laughs> But I love both. There's so much fun in both. And, yeah. you know, as long as, as long as I'm playing with people I'm comfortable with, like, I'm going to have a good time. Yeah. It's just... Brings me back to my good days, because I've, I've only ever played one session of D&D, but I played in middle school. Um, me and my friends uh, were all in cross-country together. And on all the bus rides to our cross-country meets, one of my friends, um, usually is either like my friend Noah or my friend Alex. Uh, one of them would just like DM, or just like, just like a generic live action role play with like mm. four or five of us, and we would just do that for just like it was just like one session for that meet, and then like the next meet was just a completely different session. We all just like different characters, and but it was just like good times. That's super cool. Yeah. We didn't Man, have a rule book. Cl- we didn't have anything. It was just like whatever they wanted, whatever our imaginations said. That's what happened. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I always wanted to like get into LARPing. The only like LARPing I ever did was for like the SCA uh, down in like Southern California, or you know, or just for like basically for like melee brawls, but never for like actual really like role playing. Yeah, so that I feel like that would be so much fun. It, I mean, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's it goes back to theater, man. Everything just D and D is just. You theater. know who else is a liper in yeah. our magic community? Oh, uh, Kai, Kai Fervent really? Alchemist is a big time larper. Yeah, really? you gotta ask him about it. <laughs> that's that's sweet. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> What is it with I, what's it with magic and just D and D and theater? Just, yeah, right. Again, just, like, just, dude, we could have a fucking I wanna see that at the next Magic Con. Like I want the <laughs> the, the CDH LARP scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the command fest is gonna be. It's just we're we're gonna be doing a LARP, all right? So spread it far and wide, everyone. Come yeah, prepared. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's just like run a D and D campaign, but your commander is your character. Hell yes! All right, so I'm gonna have to figure out a costume to be a an elemental. I well, probably be Bergie. That probably make more sense. But yeah, yeah. Bergie yes. Bergie, Bergie <laughs> be easier to cosplay. Bergie would make a great DM. Hell yeah, me. 
the yeah. god of storytelling. Yeah, yes. the god of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I call myself a storyteller, not a DM. Mm. That makes sense. Mm, yes. All right. Well, we'll plan this. We'll make this happen. Yeah, just like <laughs> set out a call. Magic players who want to be involved in D and D. Role player command. Magic LARP. Magic LARP. Yes. Here for it. I said, who would be? Who would? Who would you pick, though? Oh God. Uh, so, like, probably my favorite deck is uh, Asika. It's my favorite commander deck for sure. But like, ooh, interesting. Yeah. So, so we got the two Kaldheim gods. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know. It'd be badass just playing Alesha in a D and D campaign. That just sounds sick. Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Like, <laughs> tough bitch. Yeah. Tough oh bitch man. Bitch who kills a dragon. Yeah. Good with the sword. Let's fucking oh, go. We we love a all sword about lesbian. it. Yes, good, yes, a thirsty sword lesbian thirsty for sure. Thirsty hot sword lesbian. <laughs> Ooh, who would I? Now I'm gonna think about like who. Yeah, who'd you? Tibolt would be fun. Ooh. Cheeky, <laughs> cheeky, horny, cheeky, cheeky, horny twink boy. Yeah. <laughs> I all can right. do that really I mean, well. What like what? D D campaign is it if there's not a horny bard, right? True. Like it's true. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm here. <laughs> roll call. Yeah. Let's roll call. <laughs> that that was me. My my one character was a horny bard. Classic <laughs> horny bard. She was she was a tiefling bard who formed a harem with every woman she met in an inner tavern. Amazing. That's kind of the the character I'm playing in, in this new arc of our podcast is a horny bard. Literally, yeah. in the sense that she is a satyr. So, oh, nice. You know, hey! <laughs> Figuratively, in that she is basically 17-year-old me uh, with a Northern Irish accent. <laughs> and uh, would you like to and she's just in love with everyone. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, and you're pretty? And you're pretty? And like... You're so pretty, and oh, you're powerful <laughs> and pretty. <laughs> That's her. I love her, my little baby bard. <laughs> we, love, we love the horny bard archetype. It's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Good job. I've never once had the opportunity though to uh seduce a dragon, so I'm still waiting oh, on that. That's on the on the bucket Lord, list. That is that is a bucket list item. I also <laughs> never had the opportunity to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to. Like if you're the horny bard, like what are you gonna do? Like like you can't not try and seduce a dragon once a campaign. Or multiple they times can a campaign. Shape shift as well. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> For your convenience. <laughs> For your convenience and desires. <laughs> right? Ooh. That make that gives me an idea for an NPC who is like who is a, a dragon prostitute and that's how they make their money is because they're a shapeshifter. Like they can shape shift to be like whatever you want. That's that's a great NPC idea. <laughs> 
Print it and ship it. <laughs> ship it. Uh, known lesbian me uh, approves of <laughs> prostitute dragon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Soviet Russia dragon seduces you. <laughs> Dragon seduces you. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that the horny part's uh, best dream or worst nightmare to be seduced by a mm. dragon? Mm. I think dream. I think that's a dream. Yeah. <laughs> I think like it falls in line with that. With that, I just want to fuck everyone. Higher fantasy. Well, also that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's uh, you know it's a little bit predatory, a little bit dangerous. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. It's very hot to be seduced by a dragon or vampire, for sure. Right? Not that I would That know. makes you feel powerful because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they think you're worthy. They they think you're hot enough to be seduced. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a that's a compliment. That's one hell of a Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> uh, this is this is everything I expect ah yes we talk about D&D &D. you can't not talk about the horny bar it's just Big. <laughs> one could say that they insert themselves into every situation <laughs> hey <-o. laughs> Oh, goodness. <laughs> See, and this is why you should commission me to run games. This, this is my this advertising. Games, games spelled G-A-Y-M-E-S? <laughs> yeah, quality queer game. Quality queer games. <laughs> oh. uh, yes. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> Good shit, D&D. Um, well, uh, <laughs> to completely side rail this conversation, uh, what, so you said you mentioned you have Omneth and Berkey and Tybalt as commanding decks. Did those come out of your love for playing Gift Storm in Modern? <laughs> yes. Yeah! <laughs> yes. So, oh man. That playing playing Gift Storm was a wonderful crash course in learning about Storm. And so when I started playing, when I started playing Commander, I wanted something that captured that feel. And yeah. it was really hard to really hard to capture because a lot of especially you know especially in CDH decks, a lot of Storm decks end up just being like A plus B combos, and it's Storm. You're like, yeah, yeah but like, kind of, but yeah. it's you know. I wanted, you know, want something non-deterministic, and so that's where 
that's where Bergie came from because I drafted Bergie from the MLC the first year that we that we played mm -hmm. and I just fell in love with it. I was like, this captures that that feel. Oh, I love this. Yeah. But I think actually I have a total of about twenty five commander decks in total between <sighs> casual and competitive. Wow, <laughs> I don't so I don't have a problem. Yeah, I'm I'm working up to my one of every color combination and I'm doing pretty well. I only have a couple of duplicates, but hmm. yeah, definitely so like Omnath came from the I want to try and build you know, an evolution deck that is card for card more powerful than, you know, any other kind of deck and then worked on refining that and I wanted to use creature based combos because creatures are basically uncounterable in CDH. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and then they printed this card, Underworld Breach, and I was like, wow, I love this card. <laughs> <laughs> this is like determinate or non deterministic strong card, <clears throat> except it also is just deterministically winning. Oh, man. So good. I love, yeah, Brain Freeze. I have a foil Brain Freeze that I love. Oh, so, good stuff. My, oh, boy. I, I'm two cards away from having Omnath be proxy free. I just need a Volcanic Island and a Tundra. I and I'll say, be proxy free. I was gonna say, are those two cards <laughs> Tropical Island Tundra? <laughs> oh, they're expensive. I, I I purposely cut Time Twister so I wouldn't have to worry about buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck it, we're just running Endurance instead. It's basically filling it's basically, the same role, but we're yeah, we're not paying. We're not putting a down payment on like a. <laughs> A car payment worth <laughs> amount of money for one magic card. I can't. I love. I'm a dragon who hoards magic cards. I can't do it. Can't. I can't do it. It's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, but like, I love playing everywhere along the on the magic spectrum. Like, storms is definitely storm is definitely the thing that I'm best at. It's <laughs> what I'm really good at. It gives me it sparks like it sparks so much joy for me. But I also, I love playing low power, super battle cruiser, like creatures turning sideways decks. I love playing aggro. I love, you know, the only thing that I haven't really enjoyed is 1-1 one -one counters because it's too much fucking bookkeeping. It's too much, <laughs> too much math. It's too much math. Well, and just having all the dice on your cards and then you knock a card over to the side, then all the dice roll off and you're like, I don't know, was this 17 or 18? I don't know. Might as well be a million. I'm just going to like yeah. Not not my thing. I think I was also a little bit traumatized because my uh, my ex who played the green white one one counters deck, and I was yeah. like, every time I see a one one counter, I'm going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Throw counters at people. I'm winning. Do you like this? Is yeah. this a fun experience? <laughs> yeah. But As the other, I think the other one that I love is token. I love token strategies, and yeah. so when I found the card, empty the warrants, I was like. <gasps> My two great loves <laughs> in one. <laughs> nice. So I guess on opinions on Chatterstorm. Mm, yes. I, awesome. I also I also love Chatterstorm. I have a Corvald popper only league, like only commons are allowed of the deck, and yeah. we definitely have Chatterstorm. It's great. <laughs> nice. Definitely agree with the uh, counters are too much upkeep as someone who has a Falco Spawner deck. Oh no, you're frozen. It's too, much. too much math.
Oh, now you're back. There we go. Now I can hear you. There we go. Yeah, okay. You're back. Um, yeah, so I was going to say, I have a Falco's Bar deck, and I purposely don't have Cathar's Crusade or Defiler or in there because they are too much math. Mm. <laughs> cards are just like, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. I have a decent dice collection. It's not that big. <laughs> right? And, oh, man. And, uh, like, I'm so like nitpicky if i'm pulling out dice like they all especially like dice for one one counters i'm like they all have they to have be, to be the, the same, same kind of dice if yeah. i can't yeah they have to be the same kind if i can't if, if i can't put a new one that's of the same kind i'm like oh i'm just not gonna put it yeah <laughs> the, the also the funniest part is like when i put shield counters on stuff i just like literally just like grab like actual just coins in my purse i'm just like mm. here this penny is mm-hmm. a shield counter <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Pennies, pennies can be shield. Nickels can be first strike. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you see, actually, actually, no, no. The, the thing is, dollar coins are shield counters because obviously you got to hire your bodyguard. Mmm. Fair, fair. I like it. Yeah. Diamonds for double strike. <laughs> Diamonds for double strike. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's that, that's a flex right there. He's a diamond <laughs> with a double strike counter. Shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see. And then yeah, no, all all my decks come out of come out of every time I try to every time that I build a deck, I always try to build in some new direction that I haven't gone in or built in recently mm-hmm. or if i am building something of that like that i've done before like whether it's color combination or archetype like i tried to find something about it to do differently yeah and i always like trying to like force myself to do to do new things to try new things and to like see things from a different perspective mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, don't know. I try i try to be a well-rounded player yeah do you when you build commander decks are you generally like here's this cool commander build a deck around it or you're like here's like these like a couple of cards that are neat and i want to find a commander for them i generally take the commander and then run with it Mm -hmm. there are a couple times where i've started with like other the color combinations like for so one casual deck i have it's morath okay i picked morath Eventually, because I wanted Naya colors, because I wanted to do auras and equipment matters deck, and like a lot had been printed in green and white, a lot had been printed in red and white, and uh, there's a lot of support for both of those things and all three of those colors. So I was like, I'm gonna build a deck that's focused around doing this. Who the fuck do I use for a commander? I don't really yeah. care. And I had just cracked a Commander Legends pack. Mm-hmm that had an etched foil of Marath in it, and I was hey. like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> sure. This is the commander I'm going to use. Yeah. Uh, it makes dudes who I can put equipments and auras onto, and uh, it's got Naya, so why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Just uh, so That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely much rare, but so I usually, I usually build around commander. Mm. I try to make something, like, weird and quirky. Ah, uh, yes. I I always love some just weird and goofy ideas. What is, like, what's your, <laughs> go, like, what's your favorite, like, 
really like out there deck. Ooh. <clears throat> I don't know if it's necessarily out there, but I have an Atraxa Big Booty Matters deck. Okay. Um, so it's like all the cards that say like deal damage equal to toughness rather yeah. than power with the tracks as a commander because I was like, I was like I want <laughs> Bant and Abzan together. <laughs> sure, yeah. Because I want to play Arcades and, and uh, that fucking tree that yeah. allows you to do it. Yeah, Doran yeah. the Siege Tower. Okay. And I was like, I want both of those. I uh, and then <laughs> it's like, well, I think probably I the weirdest well. one. <laughs> Might as well. I was yeah. like, Atraxa. I was like, sure, fuck it, why not? Sure. Everyone's always like, Atraxa, so scary. Super friends. Nah. Nah, nah dude. That's badass tribal. <laughs> we got thick girls up yeah. in here. <laughs> and then I think probably the weirdest one that I have is a sage tribal deck. So all of the creatures that are in the deck have the, the word sage. sage in their name. Mm -hmm. So, nice. And then the one exception is the flip Nissa Walker because she flips because into Nissa Sage Animist. Right, yeah. <laughs> and so it is just a pile pile of junk. <laughs> well, let me let's see. Let's scryfall. What are good cards with Sage in their name? I'll give you three guesses for who the commander is. I'm about to say. <laughs> uh, my first thought is type is is okay, what is the command for this? Uh Oh, it's Damia. Oh, yeah. Okay. Damia, Sage of Stone. Mm -hmm. Nice. Here's, here's my question. Do you have Karuga the Macro Sage in there? Yes. Nice. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. And a fabled Passage. I, yep. <laughs> there are 80 cards with the name Sage. Mm -hmm. Oh, but there's like fewer in. in Saltai. That's fine. Hey, there's some... Okay, wait. Reclamation Sage is a good card. Right? Exactly! There's some good ones. Sage of the Beyond. Sage of Fables. <laughs> yeah. Shardless Age... Wait a minute. Wait, hold on now. What? <laughs> oh, because Stripe of the up. S in Shardless. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is this? Oh. I had to think about that for a minute, too. God. I... <laughs> Good old Scryfall, just being like, you just like look for a name. Be a little what sassy. Yeah, like, yeah, like, <laughs> also, Yogboss Agenda is on here. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I guess that's technically true. <laughs> sure, technically, there are the word, the letters S-A-G-E in a row. <laughs> that's, I like that idea. I also want to build a theme deck. Um, I have, I have the idea for Two, um, uh, just like hot women decks. One built a Gila. Mm. One with a Gila with zero nice. legendary creatures, and the other Sissa oh. only legendary creatures. I love it. I love Here's it. Here's the problem. There's like a hundred card I want to add to each deck, and I'm like, nope, too many cards. Yeah, it's, it's the eternal struggle of. You're like, all right, I've got this pile of cards and I'm going to cut it down. And then you end up with twice as many. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, God, God damn, damn it. it. <laughs> yeah. 
that's probably actually one of my favorite activities on like a lazy day is to like put on you know put on a favorite movie or a playlist and then just like take out my bulk and just try to make a deck out of you know trade binder fodder and and bulk that's like just get just get really stoned and just zone out and like pair magic cards together and then inevitably get to the end where you're like fuck now i gotta put away these 100 cards (laughs) that i pulled and didn't use what's that process like when you're done looking at cards oh yeah i gotta put like 50 cards away and you're like oh man why did i (laughs) why did we do this i like how you're just like yeah i'm gonna put on a playlist i'm gonna listen to music and then like and i'm gonna look through my cards and i'm not gonna sort them i'm gonna do the exact opposite of sorting them i'm gonna put them all into one pile then i'll have to sort later Future Sage will not be pleased, but present Sage is vibing. <laughs> Fuck around and find out, am I right? <laughs> as uh, as uh, we always say, uh, flying by the seat of our taint. <laughs> is my official motto. <laughs> oh, Uh, great. <laughs> so I know you said you weren't a brewer. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, that's just the storm player life, isn't it? Mm. True. True. Truly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> am I going to win the game or am I going to draw land? <laughs> Rip. <laughs> I guess it's land. <laughs> Yeah, so what are we going to ask? Even you after you cast Zerum Vision, Scry 2, and then draw, uh, or draw, and then Scry 2, yeah. and you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst thing. Zerum Vision, draw, land, Scry 2. Well, what on these two lands? <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to ask me about being a I mean, that's what. Oh yeah, so since I know you said that you you weren't a brewer, but when you go through and like ha- have a concept of for decks, what is it? How is it that you go about the process? Um, I generally do think of like a strategy I can do in like a unique way. It's like it might be like I think of a cool, I see a cool commander, I'm like I want to build this unique way. Like for example, my Henzi deck has Obosh as a companion. Um, oh, cool! Yeah. Um, or, like, it might be, like, I, like, have a concept, and I just need to command, like, yeah, it's a random article dice in the pool of deck uh, that I referenced, um, mm. which is not getting filled. Like, it's just, it's, I have, like, 80 cards, and I'm like, this is just too much. This is not cutting a million cards from this deck. No way. Uh, what I found is putting in the mana base first, and then filling out the rest of it, has helped me a lot with, like, not ending up with, like, 300 cards that I need to cut. <laughs> that's... Ooh, that's smart. Because then you're just like, once you hit 100, like, okay, next card I add, you gotta cut a card. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. That, I might try that. Uh, yeah. I also have, my favorite deck is, is my Asika deck. Because um, it's a rule zero deck. So I have Karuga as a companion. But then in the mm-hmm. deck, I have 28 copies of Ornithopter. And then I have... A... 
Now you're like, wait a minute, you can't play 28 copies of Ornithopter in a Commander deck, much less I'm a Karuka I'm so deck. perplexed. <laughs> I have... I'm so here. intrigued. Please yeah. go on. <laughs> I, the gimmick here is I have a separate deck that's like, think about 100 cards. Uh, and counting. I just add cards to it, whatever. Um, whenever I see cool creatures. Mm -hmm. creatures. All creatures that like could be legal in a Karuga deck. Um, and oh. I draw a creature from that pile. That's kind of cool. So it's That's sort of, fun. It just like adds friends. It's like, will I flip Colossal Dreadmaw or Nyx Bloom Ancient off my Asika trigger? I don't know. <laughs> Nice. And it's easier because like I love I've always wanted to build a deck like that that had that like kind of like modular style. Mm -hmm. But it always is a pain in the ass to like go through and like pick out the cards that you would take out or whatever. So having like the the ornithopters as the signal is yeah. really fucking smart. I'm yeah, gonna steal you, that. You draw an ornithopter, <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck is this doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Immediate signifier. Yeah, it's a Wait a minute. Like, oh, I drew an the funniest part is you're playing a casual game and you go, I have a pregame action. I have three ornithopters in my hand. Draw three cards. Yes. Nice. So yeah, that deck. I is, love it. It's a blast. It's so much fun. The creatures in the deck are just like the most wildest things. It's like, it ranges from like busted mythics that quote unquote we're gonna destroy commander to just the most nonsense mm. rares you've never heard of in your life. Mm. Oh totally. I love me some fucking bulk monsters. That yeah. started so I have a um a Thrasios and Jessica deck and uh the whole point of it is to give like bullshit bulk mythic rares triple, triple strike, strike with Jessica. <laughs> and it's <laughs> yeah it's just like <laughs> A chroma angel of fury that <laughs> red 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 three like megamorph creature, yeah. but I'm like sure, fuck it, throw yeah, her in there. Sure. Why not? She's a lot more threatening when she's got triple strike, yeah, right? <laughs> and that fire breathing, it's so good. And yeah, like creatures like Galta and Hydroid Crasis, and oh. you know all these these oh, just like oh, big goodness. slappy Tira boys. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. That just embracing your uh, your origin of magic, just big teamer idiots. It's exactly, and it, you know, I built it just out of the cards that I had lying around because mm -hmm. I didn't want to. I didn't buy any new ones, so I was like, if I take apart decks and I could feed some into here, then perfect. But it's just made out of the cards that I own, you know, yeah. so it's been super fun. That's awesome. I, I, I'm always a fan. Just big stupid idiot decks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good. It's good. good Scratches an itch. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> when you're just like, oh, I have... The funniest part, the funniest combo I think I've, I've pulled off in that deck. Quote-unquote combo. It's just like, is I flipped uh, Rurikthar and Villas onto the battlefield. And so just like, after like, casting my creature <laughs> spells into my Rurikthar, I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to take six and draw six. I'm nice. take six and draw six. <laughs> I think I died that game. Hell, I yes. I that game. Oh. <laughs> I took 24 so good. damage from Ruthar, and then someone's like, I'm gonna, like, cast a Runus ultimatum and attack you, and I'm like, oh, well, okay then. 
<laughs> oh, I but died. my life total. <laughs> I guess I died because I took 24 damage off my own card. Right? Oh, it's like... I love I love seeing casual players play Man and Crypt because it's like more often than not you're just gonna you're die just to your fucking crypt because crypt. people are gonna attack you. <laughs> like how's that thousand dollar card treating you, sucker? Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, now I feel like, like playing Magic. Yeah, good good times. I, I played against one of my friends. Uh, he was he had his Avila's deck and I was playing with him a few nights ago. And like there's like something on the table that like would have gone you could just like just instantly die if you wanted to. <laughs> like it was just like I, I don't quite remember what exactly happened. Mm. You could you could just like just you could just like just off himself basically. Like I think it was it was like a mind crank and then like something else that like whenever a card went to his graveyard, he took a damage. So he was just like, you know what? I'm gonna discard some cards. Oh me. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like I'm gonna discard a bunch of cards. And die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get out of here! I'm done. Yeah, I I have a uh, a Crick deck. Who it is a relentless rats deck. So it plays yes. a lot of really great cards. It's got a foil extended art peer into the abyss. It's got a mirage vampiric tutor. And then it's it got has Billis. You know, it also rats. has thirty. <laughs> thirty relentless rats. Yeah, <laughs> and it's. Like how that how that game always goes is I'll cast Crick on like turn three or four and then just vomit like six rats into the <laughs> battlefield and then everyone's like, Oh my god, Sage, you're such a huge threat. You have five six sixes <laughs> <laughs> and your life totals at nineteen. We've got to kill you. And then I'll get down to like three, four, one life, and they're like, alright, you're fine now, you'll die to a stiff sneeze, and then I win. Because <laughs> I cast Peer into the Abyss, and then to, and then go to my, like, go to the next turn, having discarded all my cards, and then play a living death, and they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> if someone peers and doesn't win that turn, you have to kill them. Just You can't let them untap. Right? Like, there's no way you're winning that game. They've, they've sculpted a really good seven. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure the best seven cards in the top half of their deck is uh, good enough to kill you most of the time. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Just, oh, man. Good old Gary. What a good boy. <laughs> what a lad. Oh, oh, what a magic card. Great version of Astrodale. Oh, I remember when... Gosh, was it Pioneer when it first started? Yeah. I played a mono black devotion deck because I love I love devotion decks. Holy shit. Yeah. The first deck I ever played in modern was a mono was a mono white devotion deck that just slammed Leyline of Sanctities <laughs> and then played <laughs> played Nyctos. <laughs> and like yeah, and then with you know, with Nyctos trying to nix, and then you would have Knight of the White Orchid, Weathered Wayfair to go get your Nyctos. Yeah. And then you play like Elspeth Sun's Champion, or and then you would have the uh, Secure the Waste to make a bunch of warriors, and then slam an Elish Norn to make them all giant. <laughs> oh man, did some, stu- did some stupid shit. <laughs> I love that. I think. I love, I love, Nick the Shrine of Nix is one of my favorite cards of all time. Very, very good card. I don't think I've ever played a Nick deck. <laughs> like, ever. Oh man. I'm missing out, apparently. So good. Oh, 10 out of 10. Would recommend. 10 out of 10. 
I could play Monster it's like a, Pioneer. It's like a guy's cradle, but fun. It's like a cradle, but wait, that imp- wait, hold on, no, 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 that implies cradle isn't fun. I disagree with this. Cradle is fun. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, have you ever just, like, had 40 uh, tokens, and you're like, I'm gonna tap this cradle for 40, and then I'm just gonna cast, like, a Hydro Crisis and draw half my deck? That's pretty good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I love having the backside of Storm the Vault have it tap for blue for each artifact you control. That feels great. Oh, yeah. So good. It's a play Terrain Academy in this format, where Terrain Academy is banned. I was about to try and search into the Riverside chat window, thinking it's like a spell table window, and it'll pull up a card, and then I was like, <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just on a different tab when I was searching Scryfall cards. <laughs> um, We're not on spell table. Nope. I heard someone, they, like, programmed a way to, like, they could just type in a Scryfall search into Google, into like just the Google search bar, and it would just pull up the Scryfall search link. And I'm like, I need that. That's what I need. Saves That's pretty like, smart. Yeah, it saves me like two clicks to get the Scryfall. <laughs> I need it now! <laughs> yeah, it's like, could you imagine how many clicks that saves over my lifetime? Like, every time I just need a Scryfall search, you just get to type it in a search bar instead True. of open new tab, open Scryfall. Now, on my bookmarks tab at the top, I've got the C- this is the CDH checklist database, sure. EDH Rex, Scryfall, Moxfield, sure. yep. Spell Table, yep. D&D Beyond. <laughs> I, I don't have Spell Table. That's funny. I do not have Spell Table in my bookmarks. Yeah. I have most of those. Yeah, I have EDH Rex, Moxfield. I don't know the DDB, because I could just, like, Google autocorrects it if I just type C into the search bar. I just immediately know that I'm searching for CDH text database. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. note of, what is in our browser, on our browser book? <laughs> 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 this show has gone a little little off the rails if it even was on rails to begin with i mean you pitched this to me as like a no rails thing so. that's true i, <laughs> I feel like we feel like we did well we did well yeah <laughs> we did well talking about horny bards and goofy decks yeah yeah i mean that's what gets me up in the morning tbh <laughs> so i feel like it's a good summation yeah <laughs> Uh, and now it is time to ask the hardest question for everyone. <gasps> Where can you oh, no. the internet? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I was concerned. No. Well, if you want to see everything that I get up to every week on the internet, just follow me at Staff of Sage. I tweet about all the, all the projects and streams and everything that I appear and work on over the course of the week. So follow me there. And yeah, I am in and run a ton of discords. I love to always talk about magic, CDH, EDH in general, TTRPGs. So just you know, hit, hit me up for all of your tabletop and card game questions. Awesome. Right, that is where you do it. Thank you so much for being on this this wild episode of <laughs> much chicanery. 
<laughs> it was a delight. I would be happy to come again. I would love to have you again. This is a blast. All right, take care.